0: Welcome to the AspieLand Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's Syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Welcome to the first posting of AspieLand. I'm your host, John Allen. This is our first of what I hope to be many podcasts. Now, our topic is Asperger's Syndrome, or in more modern terms, Autism Spectrum Disorder. Let me tell you up front, I'm not a medical professional, or a psychiatrist, or a psychologist. I'm just an ordinary Aspie, a regular guy. Well, a couple of years ago, I was stumbling through the internet, and I came across this video of a young man talking about how he found that he had Asperger's. As I watched, I was fascinated by the the things he was saying. Each time he mentioned something about his condition, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I get that. Or, yeah, you do that too? Well, I found that I related so well to this young man that I began to do some research, and I discovered that I have some of his same peculiarities. Over time, I became convinced that I had Asperger's based on the research that I was finding in comparison to my own thoughts and feelings. Well, I finally got my diagnosis. So (laughs) here I am. Our target audience is very simple. It's everyone. If you have Asperger's or autism spectrum disorder, as it's called now, or are a high-functioning autistic, this program is for you. We'll talk about how to deal with your feelings, and hopefully, as we continue, I'll have some interviews with some interesting folks, including parents of Aspie children, professionals who deal in the condition, and Aspies themselves. Now, if you know someone, are married to, betrothed to, or are in love with someone with Asperger's, this podcast is also for you. We'll discover ways to communicate, to be tolerant, and ways to understand this very peculiar issue and the way we Aspies can act, or react, as it were, to life in this wonderful earth of ours. Now, if you're someone who works with someone who has Asperger's, this podcast is for you as well. Understanding how someone that lives in Aspie land, how they think and how they process information, can help you a great deal in a really tough work environment. I hope I can assist you in understanding your walk with another Aspie co-worker who sees things probably more creatively than you may expect. In addition, let me start this podcast by giving you some basic information. My name is John Allen. I'm 63 years old, which gives me a unique perspective on not only being an Aspie, but on maneuvering through a world that can be very confusing to one who lives in Aspie Land. I have a wife, a beautiful daughter, a son-in-law, and a fantastic young grandson, which makes my house a madhouse when everybody is over. Oh, by the way, my grandson has a Victorian bulldog now named Buddy, who only adds to the mayhem. Professionally, I'm a broadcast engineer working for a university. I handle all things technical for their student-run radio station. I mean things like taking care of the audio equipment, making sure the mics work and the mixers are set up, and things like taking care of the transmitters and all the things that feed it and all the links and all that good stuff. I've worked in radio for over two decades. I've worked behind the mic as a disc jockey for many years and was a production director. Now, let me explain that one real quick. A production director is the guy who makes all the commercials and all those neat little swishy sounders and things that you hear in between your favorite songs. Now, I've had Asperger's since I was a child, but I didn't know it until recently. Now, the reason I do this podcast, well, it's simple. I want to help folks understand life in Asbyland those folks from outside, because the chances are You're going to run into someone in your life who has this condition, and you need to understand them. I also want to help my fellow Aspies in their understanding of the way of the world around them and the way all the people around them operate. I want to help other folks with my condition cope with the way everything is going on around them, both from the outside and from the inside. Ready to go? Great. Let's begin with a true story. I remember well my time at St. Matthew's. Grade school was very structured. Discipline was swift and sure, and not altogether likable. In hindsight, I recall that the compliments from the nuns was few and far between. And to make matters worse, I found most of them a bit callous, to be honest. That doesn't mean they're all callous, just the ones I remember. It was reading time in class back then most of the classes were held in the same rooms so there wasn't time to move around much the room was typical plastic chairs with desktops large windows along the exterior wall that's so you can see outside and see what you were missing <laughs> and everyone was in neat rows of assigned seats no bold colors no kids pictures along the wall not even the alphabet Nothing to give the place any sort of flair whatsoever. To be frank, the rooms were cold and drab. Well, reading time was a time when kids were randomly selected to read from this book or that, none of which was terribly interesting or memorable for that matter. Well, today was my day. I got picked to read from a book that I honestly can't recall now. Maybe perhaps because of what happened or maybe because the books themselves were really boring. Anyway, I stood up, and I stepped in front of the class, and across from my left sat the teacher, Sister Mary Ann. She was an older nun who looked like she was wrinkled from being in the water too long. She was a mean woman. She often picked up talkers in class, kids who chirped up. She would often pick them up by their ears and then set them back down again, just so she could gain their attention and prove that she was the master of her territory which in this case was room four. I stood there with my book in front of me, reading. I noticed while I was reading that no one was listening. I wasn't looking at them because I was busy reading, but I could sense it. As surely as the book was in my hand, I knew it. That's a little hard to explain, but it's almost like having a sixth sense, except that it's real and it's not imagined. I could hear whispers and giggles, books shuffling, I could hear the sounds of people moving in the hallway. Even though I was looking at my book, I could feel the temperature in the room, the smell of the wax on the floor, the chalk on the chalkboard, and all of it. Well, this was not new to me, but I guess I just never acknowledged it. And as I looked up from my book, I saw it. I could see the entire room, every desk, every chair, every book, I was aware of the light in the room, the windows, the floor, the coat room off to my left with all the different colored coats and hats and boots and book bags and everything. Well, I stopped. I was feeling oddly out of place. Every kid in my class had their head turned sideways with big smiles on their faces as if they would burst out in uproarious laughter any second. And I couldn't figure out why they were doing that. It made no sense to me. After all, all I was doing was reading. Well, I stopped reading, obviously, and I crawled back to my seat with my head down, not moving my eyes to make contact even with the floorboards. I discovered later what they were all laughing at. Because I was born with vision in one eye, I tended to read sideways. What I did was I tilted the book to my left so that I could read it. It wasn't only that, though. Something else was there something deeper. It wasn't how I looked, it was how I was. I was a castaway, an oddball. I could sense it when we stood in line to go into school every day. Back then, we used to congregate in the back lot, the the backyard, as it were, of the school. And then the nuns would come out and ring a bell, dong, 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 dong. Well, that was the signal that you all got in your lines. And each line was a different room, and you got down in your line, and you were checked off as you walked into the room. Well, as I stood in line, I could actually catch them out of the corner of my eye, all over the place, kids looking and pointing. I could hear stifled conversation using harsh words to describe me. Well, (laughs) it was no wonder no one ever talked to me. And up until now, I didn't put two and two together. I was different. Well, every day became more and more like every other. The whispers and the pointing and the odd looks and the way I could sense everything around me. It became sort of like seeing and hearing everything around me all at the same time, all at once. No doubt about it, I was feeling alone in a crowded place. It got so that it followed me everywhere. It was sort of like having the plague or something. I tried to talk to other kids, but I Just couldn't figure out what to say. Should I just go up and talk about the weather? Or maybe I should ask them what classes they were in. It never occurred to me to simply say hi and let the chips fall where they may. In fact, talking to nearly anyone was that way. Like I I couldn't think my way through it. Since I figured that kids didn't like me anyway, I started to ignore them, even though I couldn't really. So when I got older, even folks that came by and said hello as I walked by, I never responded. In fact, I hardly acknowledged that they were there. Oh, I knew they were there all right. I knew everything was there, but I just didn't know what to do. Now the kids thought, and by the way, so did their parents, they thought I was different and I believed them. I tried and tried to be like all the other kids, but it never seemed to work. Sort of like being a ghost, where you could see, hear, touch, and feel, but everyone seemed as though they were afraid of you, steering clear so they didn't have to engage you. Well, this went on and on. Day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out. I was feeling more and more left out. I didn't show it on the outside, but on the inside, it was always there. Well, my house party was the showstopper. It was the time I finally realized that I was the odd man out. I was in middle school at the time, and that's a crazy time to begin with because you're trying to establish real friendships and trying to study so you could actually learn something. And it was also the time you liked girls, but you really didn't because sometimes you didn't want them to know, even though you loved to have them to know. Yeah, it was an odd time. It was also the time when other kids wouldn't talk under their breath anymore. They just let it all hang out. I remember that I was allowed to have my own house party. Now, being raised with six brothers and sisters, you had to ask to schedule a party. Let me tell you a little bit about my neighborhood, because the town I lived in was predominantly Catholic, which means there were a lot of kids, and families generally families had six or seven kids so the houses were all big and that included us there were seven of us kids and my mother who was a widow we all lived in this big beautiful house now all of my other brothers and sisters had their parties so i convinced my mother and voila i was allowed i would have the whole downstairs to myself for the party Man, I was excited. I had all the stuff. I had soda. I had chips and pretzels and all manner of snacks. I had records to play. I even had a game or two available in case everybody got bored. I invited anyone and everyone I knew or ever met, for that matter, in the school. I especially asked a few girls that were cute, kind of ones that I really liked. Now, because of the short notice, I had no time for paper invitations in the mail. And since email didn't exist back then, I gave out little notes of invitation. Notes that I had carefully hand-wrote or colored or something like that. Now, lots of kids agreed to be there, and why not? Free chips, pop, music, a chance to hang out away from the adults. Wow, what a deal. Well, the party was slated to be at 7 o'clock on Saturday, and everything was on track. This was my gig, and I had plenty of guests coming. I remember that day as a day that dragged by. I was just waiting, waiting for everyone to clear out so I could have my space for my party. Uh, By 6.30, I had the records going, and I waited as patiently as I could by the window, checking every so often for kids. 7 o'clock. 7.30. 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock. No one. No phone calls asking for directions. No signs of anyone. It was as if the whole town was not allowed to go on my street. There it was again, the lonesome feeling that by now was becoming the same old thing. No one came. I thought, yeah it was all a big hoax all of those kids acting so excited that they were coming and not having any intentions of coming in the first place i should have guessed why did i bother well i gave up i turned off the lights after all i turned the music off at eight o'clock anyway and i sat in the dark and as charles dickens so aptly put it i was as solitary as an oyster The lonesomeness of it all sank deep into my marrow. It felt like a cold, hard weight in the deepest part of my gut. To this day, it still hurts. I was definitely an oddball. Yeah, well, that story is me. I was wanting to be a part of being a normal kid, but I just had no tools for the job. There seemed to be no way out. I didn't feel abnormal like I had the cold or the flu or... You know, a broken arm or something like that. I liked the same thing all kids liked. Okay, I wasn't the nicest looking of the bunch, but I was a really nice guy, so when I tried to act like a normal kid, I just lost any ability to do anything about it. I remember I actually went to a house party that a kid from school had. She lived on the other side of town, about a mile and a half away. I walked there because I had no way to get there and because I liked walking anyway. Well, when I got there, bam, there were colored lights, music playing, and kids all over the place. Now, I wandered around for a little while and found the spot where all the snacks were and stuff like that, but the noise was loud, and there was so much going on. I was feeling overwhelmed by all of the noise and lights and sights and sounds and smells and all that. Well, I tried to sit down, and I'd let the kids come over and talk to me. They were doing that everywhere else in the room. But they didn't. I was invisible, left out. Now, once I got to a point where I couldn't stand the clamor, I left and I walked home. Walking was okay. I didn't mind it so much. I could take in all the sights and sounds around me without feeling quite so lonesome. But it followed me everywhere anyway. Well, the story isn't over yet. Even now at 63, over 50 years later, I can still feel it. That hollow feeling inside because the neurotypical world doesn't understand me. Since I discovered I had Asperger's, I've tried to do my best to navigate. I've had some wonderful things happen. I got married to the best of the best who does everything she can to not only understand me, but to help me get along in the neurotypical world. I've gained some friends. Uh, nothing really deep, mind you, but definitely something happening in the right direction. I also found that even God is helping me. No, no, this is not a religious podcast, but it is an honest one. You see, not only am I learning to understand the folks around me, but I'm learning to understand the blacks, the Latinos, the LGBTQ+, the straight, and the people from all walks of life who are different from me but who are as valuable as they would be my closest friends. Because God made us all, and we all need to live together on this little blue ball that we call the earth. So, are you in? Are you wanting to learn more? Are you ready for a great ride into the world of Aspie Land? Well, I'm ready if you are. Let's ride along together. Now, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is a work in progress, as I'm just getting up and running. I have a web page, and it is AspieLand.org That's A-S-P-I-E-L-A-N-D dot O-R-G Now there you can get a synopsis of my mission, a short bio about me, and a link to the podcast as I get them posted. There's also a place for you to subscribe, if you like, and even make a donation to help to get this podcast out and keep it running. Remember, It doesn't matter if you have Asperger's or not. You lose nothing by coming along, and you could gain everything. So join me here every visit for a great time together in learning and understanding. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time when I post again. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Remember to make sure to subscribe to our podcast and catch up on more information via our website at asbyland.org. If you'd like to donate to my work with this podcast, look for the donate page on AspieLand.org. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.